Advanced release with the Adventure Mind Podcast. This impact art stuff is pretty neat. All right. Well, I'll give you the origins. Impact art actually started for me at a, an event where I actually watched uh, a woman being flogged by floggers. And for the your audience that might not know what floggers are, they're like long strips of leather that is used in what's called impact play. And, and it often looks like it might be painful, but honestly, I'm going to tell you, the people doing it are probably enjoying the hell out of themselves. So um, I watched it, and the technique that this man was using reminded me of um, something. I, I used to be a dancer. I grew up dancing, and one of the, the types of dance I did was Polynesian poi ball. And we would do this six-point uh like twisting ropes with balls on the end and make it go all over the place. And I was watching this woman being flogged and he was actually using the same technique with these double handed fistful of leather, long strands of floggers hitting this woman. And, and my brain didn't really register the kink of it so much as the fact that I recognized the motion and I didn't see floggers, Joshua. I saw paintbrushes. <laughs> and and that was the spark or pretty much like the explosive dynamite that just like made my brain explode and I'm like oh my gosh what would it be like to put paint on the ends of these things and like paint on someone or on a canvas and then my mind exploded with metaphor and, and it just it's sort of it, it was almost spontaneous but there was a lot more um, personal growth that came into it that made it more about a personal journey of my own to step out of being a mom of two girls who were at that time still in their teens. And because I knew they were becoming independent, I was starting to work on what do I want to be when I grow up? And I knew. And you were having this question <laughs> as a mom of two teenage girls. I, I was having this question as a mom of two teenage girls who were about ready to be super independent. I didn't have to really worry about them too much anymore and and be the the homemaker the caretaker of my my house and i mean i did a few other things but i th my identity at that time and this is really important in the grand scheme of my own evolution was that i considered myself a mom before anything else and it was almost consuming it just was all in consuming i was a mom and a wife and um to step out of that role and be something other than that was a huge step for me. And to all of a sense, you know what? I want to go into being an artist full time and be an artist above everything else. And that's really scary for most artists, I'm gonna say. Sure. Because it's so personal. If this is well, like pieces of your soul that you're bringing up yeah. and showing to the world. Well, you know that because you have your own pieces of artistry that you've done. Well, and it's, it's an interesting dynamic, you know, and, and this is irrespective whether it's visual art or performance art, music or otherwise, you know, you want, there's part of you that wants to express yourself and you want the validation, but you're also afraid of the rejection <laughs> of your art because the art is oftentimes an extension of yourself. And so this is weird dynamic of fearlessly going into expressing yourself without, while still having the, um, you know, some sort of protection from the, the darts of criticism, right. you know, whether they be fair or not. Right. And, um, well, yeah, I, I, up until that point. So this was like about 2016 when those thoughts started occurring to me, when I'd witnessed that particular 
session with the floggers. And I had up until that point been a Reiki master teacher for about six years. It's one of the little things I did on the side because I, I became a holistic health practitioner. So I have my massage license um, and I could work with people. And it, so that was sort of like my part-time job. So I did start to feel like I was doing and more. Definitely a competent uh, massage therapist. You've done a little bit of chair massage with me and it you know, you still got the talent. Oh, we saying. haven't done full body yet. You need to come for one we of us. We have not. We have not. I'll, yeah, we'll figure something <laughs> out when, we, when it's, you know, that that's an option. But, but um, yeah, so I, I, I did some things on the side so that I could make my own money for things that I wanted to do. But, again, I was still the overall encompassing feeling of being a mom and a wife. And then everything else was like little things that I played at. And I'd been a healer for six years about that time. I'd also gotten my NLP mastery from Kevin Cole. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, and back in like 2009, 2010. And, and so I'd already started to start working with people as a holistic health practitioner and get them on their path toward breaking through blocks and, and into their most creative self that they could be. So I wanted to incorporate that into my art world. And so when... Boom, I got that thought about like flogging and the metaphor and what it meant like as a human being, what do we do to ourselves that kind of signifies beating ourselves down or being beaten by outside sources or the world. And so the Human Phoenix Project really started developing rather rapidly after that. And like I said, I was working on myself at the same time with this concept of I want to be an artist but I'm still feeling like an imposter, which I think you and I have that in common as, as you've we shared do, that. And we you. actually had a, there's a really cool uh, woman that we had recorded an episode with probably come out before your episode does uh, Bianca Wolbeck, where she just started a podcast, I think just last year talking about that whole idea of feeling like an imposter, even when, you know, that the, those feelings of self-doubt and, and everything else. So that's, it's a common thing that I think a lot of people deal with, actually. Yeah. And well, in NLP, we talk about proof. Like how much proof yeah. do you need before you'll believe X, Y, or Z? And also, what does that look like? What is it defined as? And for me, it was about like, okay, people are not just putting like, because it's so easy to, in your Facebook feed or Instagram feed, for all of us visual people, or if you're mm -hmm. listening to a, a musical artist, you know, to just sit there and hit like. Um, you don't have to comment. You don't have to say, I like this because. Or, hey, I want to be a client. I want to commission something from you. But that's a very simple way of feeling validated. But then there's that financial one. And that is a much bigger mm -hmm. piece for most artists. That's like that next big, huge hurdle. It's not just people going, ooh, hey, I like your stuff. It's very cool. It's like, oh, I want to invest in this because it has some value to me and I'm ready to give you this exchange of value for your value through money. And so um, being able to start selling the pieces, that was a big block for me because I decided to make it about, I just wanted to have fun and do art, but I didn't feel yet. And this is being very vulnerable, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. No, it's, like, this is real. This is real stuff. This is stuff that artists all over the world go yes, through. Yes, of every kind, visual, audio, all of that stuff. Um, and being able to have people love it enough to say, yes, I, I value your art enough to give you money for it. Um, you, you get to that point where you have to force yourself to start asking 
for the sale or putting your stuff on social media and on a place where it's easy to realize, oh, this art's for sale. I need to buy it. Um, so that was another huge piece that I was working on. Um, so the Human Phoenix Project was around me stepping into that vulnerability, me getting past the feeling of being imposter, me um, asking for the sale. And, and also, like, who did I want to work with? Because my mission has always been to create and support safe spaces for people to self-explore and evolve. And I wasn't about to let that go. Catch the full episode only on adventuremind.net or in your favorite podcast app.